five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. <clears throat> but anyway, let's start with some fun on uh, let's start with some fun from Brad Hoffman, CEO of Arandel um, Printing in Milwaukee, just down the street from me, and um, and this is an interview in uh, print industry and really well done. And I just excerpted off the little a little part at the end. So here it comes. Impression your firm is a major player in the uh, printed catalog uh, market. How do you think you know printed catalogs sort of still fit within the marketing mix with uh, so much attention given, you know, obviously to the online uh, marketing? Another great question, Mark. I would say a couple things. You know, first, marketers are going to use well-designed catalogs for the very simple reason that they work. Uh, they've been around for a long, long time. They're tried and they're true, and uh, that's why marketers uh, continue to, to use them. But secondly, you know, catalogers and catalogs complement and enhance the other marketing omni-channel uh, uh, efforts. Uh, they don't compete with them. They complement them you know, much in the same way as, say, uh, you know, beer and pretzel, wine and cheese, peanut butter and jelly. I mean, they just they complement and, and go together. That's a Wisconsin I would say a well-designed catalog event uh, could be time-coordinated with digital and broadcast channels. And using an accurate attribution model uh, will prove out the catalog's effectiveness uh, time and again, especially when it's combined with these other channels. And oftentimes, um, we hear about consumers who experience digital fatigue, uh, you know, between all the emails, uh, the texting, the Twitters, and all the other social media platforms out there. And a simple, quiet, non-intrusive catalog is a most welcome alternative to the digital bombardment uh, some of us encounter each and every day. So I think those are kind of some of the things that differentiate a catalog that complement the digital channel. But I would say a couple more things. One is um, it's a tactile experience, and that's an important differentiator uh, with catalogs because it combines both the look and the feel. And catalogs, I believe, um, you know, provide a much better forum for storytelling and brand building in this attention deficit world that we live in. And it, it, it does so much in the same way as reading a good book. It's far more engaging than just passively watching a movie. So Brad, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Mark. I, I enjoyed it and I appreciate it. To all our viewers, thank you so much for watching Impressions Exchange. We'll see you next time. Okay, and that was Mark from Impressions Exchange. Uh, from printing impressions, a lot of good points were made there, as you know, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna touch on those again in another article uh, from Heinz Marketing. I believe they're out in Seattle. So now let's get over to uh, this wonderful uh, article from Heinz Marketing. Does your 2021 strategy include direct mail? Now, if you've been with me for this week, you know that strategy and tactics are different okay so if you say well I want to reach executive decision makers C-suite what that's your strategy okay now having said that 
Mail may be the best, absolute best way to do it because tactically you can get a package or a well-designed or personal envelope to um, to a CEO or a CMO. Uh, Jackie Stracco uh, is the CMO of USPS, and I asked one of her people, how do I get to Jackie? Now, we did connect, and so we have exchanged a few messages on LinkedIn, but um, I'd really like to... To talk with Jackie, maybe buy her lunch. You know, yes, I'd fly to Washington, D.C., I think, just to meet. Uh, but if she ever gets to Chicago, I'd definitely go there. And uh, and they said to me, handwrite a letter. So I actually have, well, I won't show you, but I have a handwritten letter, the start of it. You know, the trouble is I don't know what to say. <laughs> that's a different issue completely. But tactically... I was told. Now you say, well, that's just the USPS. No, that's everybody. We've used we've used so many. Hey, Monica, nice to ju- nice to see you. Um, we've used. I have personally used many many three dimensional packages and hand done or looking uh, mailers to CEOs because they get through the gatekeeper if you do it well, right? I mean, try phone calls today. It doesn't work at all, right? We used to do, be able to do that, right? Or even sales calls. You know, you can't talk to anybody now because they won't. They're they're not even at their office. And even though, you know, even though you say, well, they're not at the office right now, so why mail them to the office? Well, because they will get their mail. Every now and then they will. They'll come in and get their mail, or someone will take it to them. And so it's like, okay, so you got this? So the strategy would be we want to reach executive suite decision makers. The tactic is mail. You could say, oh, what we want to do is we want to send them, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Digitally, what would you do to get to the CEO? Send them a custom video link? I've done that. doesn't work very well. Mail would work better, I, I, you know. But the strategy is the target, the message, the branding, all of that kind of stuff for your company that really doesn't change much. The tactic could be mail. So, starting off, we want to we want to say the tactic is mail, not strategy probably. But anyway, <clears throat> after saying that, I will talk to you about how to make mail a strategy. There is an answer to that. It's not this. It's not this article. They, they stop short of it, but I will explain how to do it. And it fits with what, what Brad had to say. Okay, so you might think that direct mail is dead, but your marketing plan will be more effective if you include mail. We all know, dangerous thing to say because most people don't know, it takes a lot of touches, and this is an average and stuff. I've generated leads, one touch, of course. I've generated B2B orders, one touch. One mailing does generate orders in B2B, I can tell you. And it certainly can generate lots of leads. Okay, uh, I, I've generated hundreds of thousands of leads, <laughs> one touch. But uh, 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 I thought it was really interesting the word touches used and touches here and touches. Touching these products is mostly digital. You're not touching those project those prospects digitally. There's no touch. You know, here I touch the screen. Can you see me touching you? No. Touch the camera. You're not seeing. You're not touching. Uh, I had a I had a Zoom type call with my granddaughter, and she gave me a kiss, but you know I didn't feel it. <laughs> I felt it in my heart, 
but not in my in my uh, physicality. So direct mail is engaging. Good play. Absolutely right. I think Brad touched on this too. Direct mail engages. I would say that even at its worst, even when it goes right in the trash, it has more engagement than digital. Okay. Hey, Ruth, I think I was talking about you, actually. I think you're the one who told me to send Jackie a mailer. So I, I, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that was you that told me that. I still haven't done it. Keep after me on that. It was somebody on your side of the country. I know that. Um, but anyway, this was really good. Throw in some peel, reveals, zip strips, or play with different textures and ink finishes. Hey, look at what I got yesterday. Wait, I'll, I'll change the camera here if I can figure that out. I've got too many things overlapping here. My comments are overlapping my control panel. Look at this. Look at this. Professor Paragon. Okay? This is a mailer with a satin finish on this side. Satin finish. And it says... It says, offers soft touch lamination at the same price as gloss and matte laminates. Go ahead. Feel the soft touch. Woo! It's so nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, and so I gave him a call, and Doug, the owner, answers the phone over there. So that's kind of cool. Here's the backside. I said, why is there no, you can't see it. I guess it's too bright. Why is there not a QR code on this, Doug? But anyway, I connected with Bob, his son, and uh, hopefully we'll have some fun talking printing together. But isn't that great? I, you know, I don't think I've ever heard of Paragon Printing. They said they're going to do a series of them um, right here in Milwaukee. <laughs> 2020 was rough. 2021 is much softer. It's corny. I know it's corny. Hey, my one of my best friends, when he started his dental practice... Uh, when he was just out of dental school, I said, why don't you try some mail? Well, he was too cheap to do mail, but he printed up some flyers, so he did print, and he sent kids out in the neighborhood around his, uh, around his dental practice. You could Now you could use every door direct, and he had them rubber band on there, but the, but the brochure had a big picture of a chicken on it, and it said, are you chicken? And then it said, painless dentistry, <laughs> and he got about 50 new customers from that, and it launched his whole business, which he just sold a couple of months ago. Uh, I tried to help him with that, too. Anyway, textures, peel and reveal. You know, remember those old um, um, publishers clearinghouse sweepstakes? You know, and you were supposed to put the stamps in the places, and they had all this, you know, maybe it was when I was a kid. They had all these stamps, and it's like, why would you do all that stamps? Why don't you just give me a checkbox or something? Well, it turned out that those that, that built engagement, that people remembered it. People interacted with it. What does a QR code do on a print ad? It messes up the design, <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> it connects, we'll be honest here, serious. It connects the physical with the digital. Okay, it also is a great tracking device, right? Because your QR code should be unique to that list or that creative or that timing of that offer. So QR codes can do a lot of work. Uh, we used to use a fat, yeah, you can drive to a landing page. You don't have to do that, you know. We're working on something where you can actually place the order, skip the landing page, skip the order process, uh, the, the uh, the shopping cart altogether. Working on that today. Okay, 
going on. Direct mail is tangible. We already did the dog thing. Okay, let's get back over to the article so you can see it. Data suggests a decline in total mail pieces people receive these days compared to a decade ago. That alone helps your piece stand out. Absolutely. I got a couple of dumb stuff like from my bank, and I got this. The only, it's the only uh, junk mail. I don't have a problem with calling it that. You know, if I'm not interested in buying printing, it is. If I'm interested in buying printing, it's not. It's not the mailing piece itself. It's, it's how the mailing piece and you react to each other. So my wife throws away my hunting catalogs. I would like to throw away her, her uh, Chadwick's of Boston, <laughs> but I wouldn't dare because she's the decision maker. Direct mail goes to the decision maker, and if the decision maker doesn't want it today, they might want it tomorrow. Keep the design simple. Uh, you can include a gift card. Sendozo. I looked up what's Sendozo. You know, these young people, they give me uh, they give me new stuff I haven't heard of. Sendozo claims to send anything you want in business. Gifts, plants, flowers, direct mail, anything you want to do, you can send it, especially to businesses. So that's, uh, you know, I haven't explored that. I'd love to hear from somebody from Sendozo or if anybody uh, has. Oh, that was Keith who said drives to the landing page. Okay, direct mail is personal doesn't have to be could be sometimes it gets you in trouble but what I like about it is you can segment your audience and your competitors probably don't know you're doing it right so many times with machine learning and AI we found markets that were that were untapped in a company and created millions of dollars of sales and I've told you some of those stories but what we didn't want to do was necessarily tell our existing market about the new market because it might be a lower price market or it might be competitive to our core customers. We don't want to say, hey, you know, everybody, we're going to go to this new market now. And I've seen so many mailers and so many brand advertisers do it. You know, they, they come up with a message that's, say, environmental. And maybe their audience isn't that concerned about that you know, or or some other issue, social issue that they want to pitch. And they can pitch it. That's up to them. You know, I don't care what a company wants to say. Uh, but they, they, they go after that. And rather than rather than reward the the social issue that they're trying to help, they actually undermine their own business and that social issue by telling everybody, most of whom doesn't care or maybe maybe disagrees with it because you know for every position you take there's an alternate position okay so you can define your audience and so personalization can mean much more than making it special one-to-one don't believe in one-to-one i don't believe in it hardly at all because there's no economies of scale and even turn of the drum personalization is try and make it pay I worked with musicians friend for mm, 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 about 18 months we were doing four editions of catalogs per month we were mailing about a half a million catalogs per month and or more and we had a drum version we had a guitar version we had a dj version we had a professional musician version we had a beginner musician version and we'd alternate all these different versions and mix them together and the response did hold up but the cost was so much more and the trouble, oh, it was so much work. And that wasn't anywhere close to one-to-one. That was like 100,000 of this and 100,000 of that. 
very difficult to make it go. After about 18 months, they said, you know, the results are good, but when you weigh it all out, it's not that much better than mailing a good catalog, a big catalog to everybody. I said, exactly. I've been saying that for decades. So we went back to the big catalog. And then, never mind, whatever happened. Anyway, Take time to define your, your audience. Direct mail is better received. The internet is full. Mailboxes aren't. Good point. Great point. Uh, and there's some stats there. Why are organizations not using mail? Higher cost? That's a myth. When you take the bounce rate of Google, just industry standard numbers, the bounce rate, 50%. Landing pages, uh, Keith mentioned, uh, 80%. Um, this is from Ad, Ad Week, I believe, did this study about three years ago. And uh, when you take out, when you figure the cost of a click is $5 or so, now you've got the now you got the bounce making it $10. Now you get to the 1% or 2% response rate, okay? And so you're spending $10 up front to get the 2% response where you could send, spend a buck per piece or less, something like this. Nowhere near a buck. You know, wonderful, especially if you can print it yourself. So direct mail can be way more economical. That's not what the problem is. Having addresses, that is a problem. And, and, and she mentions uh, address lookup based on IP or uh, email. You know, not a very high percentage. I, it's so astounding to me, like LinkedIn. Okay, 11,000 connections, no address. They don't ask for the address. They don't give me the zip code. They don't even ask for the zip code. They just have these generalized names which change over time. You know, Greater Milwaukee Area or Wauwatosa. You know, they're, they're in the same, they're the same neighborhood. Ugh. So the digital world has, has basically uh, hamstrung itself by not even asking for the physical address. It's a terrible mistake. Okay, here, collect mail addresses through an automated campaign to send swag gift cards. So uh, I, uh, a uh, imprinted merchandise company, especially they do apparel, had an offer a couple of months ago, said free samples. I, I thought, okay, I'll get a pen and a pencil and a mug or something. I got this beautiful fleece, not this one. Nope, this is a Land's End, <laughs> and Land's End here. Uh, but a beautiful fleece. You know, large, I think they must have sent a large to everybody. It's, I love it. It's one of my favorite fleeces now, and I got it for free. Now they have my address. I have not received one follow-up mailing. I have not received a follow-up call. I called the business card attached to the catalog in the box and said, call me back. I'm interested in what's happened on this campaign. I reached out to the president, who I know from years back, or the CEO of the company, I think he's the owner of the company, and nothing, crickets, okay? But they have my address, okay? Traditional, yeah, okay. What, stick with this show. <laughs> Direct mail is the most cutting-edge channel today. Why? And this is where we get into, this is where we get into the, the strategic aspect of Direct the strategic aspect of direct mail is that you can clearly, because of the 100% engagement, because of the cost, because it goes to the decision maker, because of all of those things, when you stop or when you don't mail a random sample 
you will get lower results. I have never seen it not work except when Channel View messed up the match. And we helped them. We saved it. That was for Musician's Friend also. And uh, they just misplaced $3 million at the top of the model. But anyway, uh, the top three or four segments. Anyway, so the, the thing about mail is we can do attribution. Brad mentioned that briefly, but he, he said you have a good attribution model. That is not the way to do it. If you do that, the digital will win. They will track every order that the mail generates back to some cookie on that person's website. Because you get the mail mailing, you go look up the website, you get the cookie. Now, digital gets credit. Okay, so here's the game. Stop doing digital for a couple of months. See if anything happens. Then stop a segment of the mail. I mean, digital is hard to stop a segment because it's just all over the place, right? Or don't do, don't stop your digital. Just stop the mail and keep all the digital. I've done that with I don't know how many companies, half a dozen anyway. And mail is an obvious differential. Usually 300% ROI, bottom line EBITDA ROI, return on investment on your mailing piece. And if you don't know what that all those terms are, go talk to your CFO. Or have him call me. I love talking with CFOs. They like me too. Okay, so mail not is first of all trackable. Second of all, because someone engages in it, because we mail to the house and we ship to the house or we can track the orders that you get subsequent, because we have those two things, we have the right answers and the wrong answers. Like when Jeopardy, uh, when Watson tried to learn Jeopardy, they had 127,000 right and wrong answers. Every mailing we generate a labeled data set and from that labeled data set we can make AI and machine learning work. Okay, And this is why direct mail can be a strategy. It can be a strategy. Uh, no. It's a long range. Yeah, I would say if you do it over and over and over for the reason of customer analysis and understanding and testing if you establish mailing as a as a system then I think it has strategic implications I think it will it will strategically help you develop weaponry that your competition doesn't but I have yet to see any articles that mention that so there's something for all you on this show today why don't you go out there and write an article, copy everything I said. Have a great day. Like and share. Show notes are available at WDMA.org. Uh, subscribe. Just click on the Join button. It's free. Or support our efforts and become a member. And there's some special things happen for those. Have a great day. Bye-bye.